Hey, I hope you all are doing well amidst all this chaos. There's been some baseball news. Jeff Pisson reported that the MLB Players Union proposed a deal that would include a 114-game season that would begin on June 30th and end on October 31st, with the postseason taking place throughout November. Other parts of the proposal include every player having the right to opt out of participating, with those who are deemed high-risk receiving salary and others receiving only service time, and a salary deferral plan in the event that the postseason is canceled due to another wave of COVID-19. The proposal also calls for two years of expanded playoffs and for the players to receive a $100 million advance during the second spring training. However, I doubt this happens because it's already been reported that the owners don't really care the season isn't played because they'd like to save money. A couple of days ago, I actually read an interesting article on Bleacher Report stating that the whole league could go the Bobby Bonilla route. If you don't know who Bonilla is, he was a Mets player in the 90s, and the Mets owners lost money due to Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme. Because of that, they had to go cheap. So Bonilla agreed to a deal, where instead of making $6 million, in 1999, he agreed to make $1.19 million a year from 2011 to 2035, adding up to a total payout of $29.8 million. Now, this article said that every player could do this and would benefit both sides because the owners wouldn't have to lose money this year while the players would still get the money that they're looking for. It'd just be over the course of a few more years. It doesn't have to take 24 years for them to do this as the owners could pay them over the course of, say, three, five, eight, ten years, however many it takes. I feel like this may be the only route to allow baseball to be played this year, as right now, both the owners and players seem to be far apart on what they're looking for. And in this case scenario, both sides would get what they're looking for. I'm also going to hand out my NBA awards. I feel like MVP should go to Giannis Antetokounmpo, who averaged 29.6 points, 13.7 rebounds, and 5.8 assists, along with being one of the best defenders in the league, leading the Bucks to a 53-13 record. Good for the best in the league. Rookie of the year? I'll give that to John Morant. Every game, he was a threat to poster someone. He averaged 17.6 points and 6.9 assists, leading the Grizzlies, who finished the 2019 season at 33-49, to a 32-33 and 33 record through 65 games, good enough for the 8th seed in the West. Coach of the Year deserves to go to Nick Nurse. Despite the loss of Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors had a record of 46-18, and 18, the third best across the league. While the two teams with better records had LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the Lakers, and the Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo. While he had Pascal Siakam and Kawhi Leonard, Sorry, Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry. He did not have any star players, yet he still managed to coach the Raptors to one of the best records in the league. Sixth man of the year should go to another Clipper, this time not Lou Williams. It should go to Montrezl Harrell. On a Clippers team with plenty of depth, Harrell averaged 18.6 points and 7.1 rebounds in just 27.8 minutes. Not only did he put up great numbers, but he's the heart and soul of the team. Most improved player could go to Bam Adebayo of the Heat, but I'm going to give it to Pelican small forward Brandon Ingram, who was actually inc included 
in the Anthony Davis trade. In just a half a minute more per game from last season, Ingram increased his scoring by 6 points a game, his rebounding by 2, and his assists by 1. This led him to his first All-Star appearance. Now, Defensive Player of the Year, I believe, should go to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I talked about his defense earlier. The Bucks have a net rating of plus 27.8 and a defensive rating of 89.1 when Giannis is played without a traditional big man next to him. He's very versatile on that end of the court. Being an elite on-ball defender on the perimeter, a superb defender at the low post, and a very good rim protector. He's the centerpiece of the league's number one defense and could become just the third player in history to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Those will be my NBA awards. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your week.